Welcome to Inuskin. My name is Sophie Carbonari, and today I'm happy to receive the several entrepreneur, the co-founder of End Repeat, and the beauty editor, Jamie Syke. Hi, Jamie. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm like still trying to figure out how to answer that question. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm trying to be more honest with how, how I'm doing because I feel like I'm always saying fine. Yeah. But... I'm doing okay. Mm -hmm. I'm starting therapy tomorrow. So <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So I'm I'm doing okay. How about you? <laughs> uh, I mean, like I think I think uh, like same. It's strange, really, like a really strange moment of the life and the world. So it's uh, I think it's a new um, era. <laughs> yeah. We, we have to be like more kind with ourselves, treating ourselves. Uh, just listen to our intuitions and our body and everything. Uh, it was tiring moment, I think. <laughs> yeah. It was really challenging. And yeah, so I think I came out of it and I'm a bit tired, uh, but ready to start the new process. I, I agree. It feels like a little bit of a new year, even though it's still 2021, but exactly. we can make the best of it still. Yeah, I think we did like a, a mock 2021 and yeah. 2022 will be the good one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm 100% there with you. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with the first question, which is when was the first time you become aware of how other may seeing you? You know, I feel like maybe probably around like 10 or 11, mm -hmm. I was one of the first of like all of my friends to really develop you know I had boobs first I was like I wasn't I'm not tall I'm like five four but I was taller than my friends at the time um in middle school I was in a school where my grade only had 20 kids okay so it was really small um and so I just felt like really uncomfortable in my own body mm -hmm. um the boobs made me feel like I was like bigger than I was. Um, I just like felt, I just, you know, was really uncomfortable and saw all my friends like not looking like me. And then also being young and really into fashion and beauty. I also, of course, you know, looked at models who were more flat chested. And so that was what I wanted to have. And I didn't understand like why I was bigger in like my, in my, you know, in my boobs, it, you know, felt bigger in my thighs. Like I just was like much more, I guess, like bustier than the rest of my friends. What? But interestingly enough, when I was like 16, all my friends, like they, they went through their, their, their whole thing. And like, I was shorter than the rest of them. My boobs weren't as big as them. So then it kind of switched, but it still didn't really change my mindset and how I felt about my body. Okay. Um, yeah so that was always yeah yeah so so could you say that uh, it was the moment who you have you um self-image challenge um in your like during your adolescence to your adulthoods yeah totally i mean i think my body image has always been really challenged i've um suffered from body dysmorphia from like a really young age just like never being satisfied with my body and still not satisfied with my body but like I've always been very well I would say in the last couple of years I've been more open to talk about it 
Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, from a really young age, I just didn't see myself the way I wanted to. And that's kind of maintained, you know, as I've gotten older as well. Can you describe a moment that you just put your self-image into question or drastically changed it in that process? That's a good question. Um, say it again. <laughs> Can you describe a moment uh, that you put your self-image into question or drastically changed it? Yeah, you know, I think, I don't know if there was a moment where I drastically changed it. I think putting it into question has like literally been throughout my entire life is questioning my body. Um, my mom had her own set of eating issues. And so I really grew up in, you know, an atmosphere where like sort of the food that I ate was sort of questioned. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was, I was never satisfied with how I felt, even if I really liked the food I was eating. Mm -hmm. And so I think that I feel a lot of shame around food. So I would ultimately, you know, eat something that I wouldn't consider healthy in quotes and sort of spiral and you know it's something that i'm constantly learning to deal with and i know that i told you in the beginning i'm going to therapy or starting to go with the therapy which i have been in therapy for a really long time and haven't been in it now for the past couple of years and realize that i think i need to go back just because it's been it's it's a you know i i am constantly thinking about my body and it it gets in the way of a lot of brain power and other things that I need to get done. And so it's kind of a blessing that I was like, okay, this is the time to do it. Yeah. When you, I think, I think it's always like this, you know, like I think when it's a call for you from insights, like to speak, mm -hmm. to speak about something. And when you are, I mean, like, I think it's um, even the process of the process of healings, when you realize that you have to talk about it because it's like taking your energy and your mind. It's obsessed by that questions. Um, I think, well, yeah, we all need to do to have those, you know, kind of homework to do to um, just, uh, cool. yeah. I mean, like targeted where, where, where we put it like a toxic energy. Um, mm -hmm. Your ourself, I think. Yeah, I like that you said homework because I also realized that I'm really good if someone gives me like things to do or action mm -hmm. items. You know, I think like for so long when I've been in therapy in the past, it was kind of like we were having a conversation, but it was like this same conversation we were having every single appointment where like she wasn't like, you need to do this or she just was kind of like, this is what you do. And I need someone to be like, okay, well, this is how you feel. So why don't we try this? And so I'm hoping with this new therapist, I can really, we can, we can get some homework going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So that brings us to the next question, which I think it's related to it. It's like, um, how would you describe your relationship with the modern beauty culture? Yeah, I... So it's interesting because I would say that like, you know, within beauty and even in the in fashion culture, you know, it's definitely looking at different people's bodies and comparing myself and saying like, I want that versus what I have. And of course, you know, everyone wants what they can't have. Um, and I think it's the same thing as social media has become just like, you know, has really sort of taken over our lives. And I wish I was that person who like didn't look at their phone for 
a certain time of day. Um, but yeah, I'm still learning to do that. But ultimately I would say that social media has been a really negative impact, has a really negative impact on my self-esteem and just, you know, especially in terms of beauty. Um, and I would say that, you know, between a lot of the brands that will say like, you need flawless skin. And of course I want flawless skin. Do not get me wrong. Like that is what I strive for. But of course, you know, when I have a breakout or when I feel uncomfortable and how my skin looks, you know, seeing that flawless skin is the standard does not make me feel better that I have these breakouts. And so I think that, I think luckily we're seeing that change within a lot of brands, which is amazing. There's brands that are speaking to skincare and mental health, which I love. And I think is so needed um to add that element to it um but unfortunately as someone who was like brought up in the flawless skin error i guess you could call it like i don't know if i could ever be fully satisfied with saying oh i have you know hormonal pimples all over my chin like it's just i don't know if i can get to the place of like acceptance and i think that hopefully as the beauty industry changes people younger than me um, and even older than me and my age can start to accept, you know, that the skin that they have. And, you know, I always, it's so crazy because I do, I treat my skin so well and it's so unpredictable no matter what. I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean, of course, you know, you see ever you touch people's faces for a living and, you know, make them look so beautiful. But ultimately, like I, um, you know, I will eat a better diet or I've tested my hormones. I drink a ton of water and I'm like, whoever says, you know, the secret to their skin is drinking water. I'm like, it's bullshit because it's just genetics at the end of the day. <laughs> I know this is, it's, it's really like a kind of, um, an unfair, um, kind of, you know, it's a, you can you can you can say like you know like your secret is like to have a healthy life and whatever but there's always uh another another case that uh the women who like drink alcohol every day and whatever yeah. and they have perfect skin and you have a woman who is healthy who have hormonal acne and everything and struggle with it it's really like uh yeah it's an, an really unfair yeah. And I mean, of course there's like, you know, and, and how I've like treated my skin, I'll, I'll see a little bit of a pattern that might help me along the way, like knowing, you know, what ingredients, you know, might not work, but I, you know, I just think that like the beauty culture needs to better educate on the fact that like, I also hate the fact that a lot of brands will say this works for everyone. And that's just not true. <laughs> So um, I think that there's a lot to be done to switch that mindset, but I think that there are brands that are, you know, making a more positive impact, you know, especially new brands launching. And so that's really exciting to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, can you describe me um, a day that you will uh, like spending time to be focused on you um, doing like a, a routine that gets you empowered and, and feeling beautiful? Yeah, um, definitely waking up and working out in the morning. Um, physically and mentally, it makes me feel a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, so that could be like Pilates. Sometimes I do dance cardio. Um, 
going outside, although I wouldn't say I haven't done, even though I live in California, I should be doing more of that. Mm -hmm. um, so physical activity is definitely something that is important. Um, you know, spending time with my husband and dog um, is such like a, it, it feels really good. And I would say that as like, Ben, my husband and I are both entrepreneurs. So we spend a lot of time working, like all hours of the day and night. And so, especially lately, getting to just like spend some actual time with him is really, really nice. And with our dog, because he just, our dog just like makes us like incredibly happy. Like <laughs> if you, you, you want some serotonin, like get a dog. Um, <laughs> um, and then, you know, I think it's interesting because I feel like I've like really come to appreciate like things that maybe I wouldn't have not necessarily said like are as important like before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, because honestly, like I would have, you know, of course I love spending time with friends and that is something I, I'm so excited to get back out and do. And um, I've done a little bit now that I've been vaccinated. And so there's really nothing better than like seeing that somebody in person. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I like to say I'm not a very good hugger. And so when I hugged like my friends for the first time, I was like, oh, this actually feels really good. And like, I might actually improve at being a better hugger. Um, and I mean, I, you know, I, I love a good facial. I'm probably about to get, I think I'm about to get my first one in June cool. after a year and a half. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I wish it was with you, but hopefully I'll be uh, in Paris very soon. You let me know. <laughs> um, For sure. <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, I hope this answers, I'm answering your question, but also like um, we have a backyard, which I'm so grateful for. And we, I didn't spend enough time out back there, especially in the past year, but I'm realizing that we're kind of like put making our, we realize like home is such a luxury like to have. And so I see myself definitely like socializing and, and, and all that, but I also do see like home being really important. Um, having been at home for, you know, obviously uh, the past year and a half, but just making sure that like, you know, it, it feels good and in, in where you are and that you feel like you can still spend time there even after spending yeah. so long locked up. <laughs> But well, that's great. Uh, have your own bubble and uh, somewhere somewhere safe. Uh, yeah, I think it's really important. And yeah, so, so like great. we we have to work on that. <laughs> yeah. So who are your beauty role models? Hmm, French woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's just something like so. I mean, I I I love. A, beautiful natural look like the je ne sais quoi mm -hmm. um of course, you know that sounds so funny as I'm talking to a Parisian and I'm so American mm -hmm. um but you know I think I love just like the I don't know everything about their style everything about um you know it's it, I live in LA mm -hmm. there's a lot of makeup there's yeah. a lot of like you know, I, I'm someone who really, um, I don't wear a lot of makeup. You 
won't actually ever find me in any face makeup. I don't find that I look good when I put it on. I, I don't like recognize myself. And I think that that's, I, I love that everyone has their own thing and I yeah. am not judging anyone for, you know, wearing what they love, but I do love a more minimal look and I, French women just, they just nail it so well. And even like, you know, Violette, the, the makeup artist, I think also she nails it by, you know, she can put on a blue, blue eyeshadow and like the rest of her face might just, she might have like a little bit of blush, but nothing on her lips. And she just looks like, it looks like you would just wake up like that. Like yeah. there's something so easy about it. Mm -hmm. And I really love that. Yeah, um, it's, it's so, so beautiful. And I would say another person that comes to mind, which she's an older actress is Julie Christie, mm -hmm. who is in like Dr. Zhivago, like I'm going way back. Mm -hmm. um, but and she's not French, I think she's English, but um, she has a similar vibe. And I like read her biography, I think like over 10 years ago and just felt like, I just felt a lot of similarities between us. And so I love like some, I love a, like a really laid back, beautiful look that just, you know, I, I don't like when hair looks done. I don't like when you've, you know, gone out of your way to like really, really create a look like I I love something that's like super laid back and um that's sort of evocative of, of how I live within like the beauty world mm -hmm. myself <laughs> that's that's really interesting because I think when you're inside you don't consider it the fact that uh, I don't I mean like anymore <laughs> I don't think like the kind of Frenchness is still like, you know, uh, a trend, but it's really interesting to see like it's still, and it's cool, it's cool to, to have like this uh, example of like casualness, does, don't need to overthink your style and whatever, but just go out there and, uh, and you will look fantastic. <laughs> for sure. And it's, I mean, of course, like French women are definitely known for that. And there's women in, in the U.S. who have that very similar vibe. And I definitely look to those women as well. Um, I can't think of them off the top of my head. But yeah, I just love, I I've really love like simplicity and minimalism. And mm -hmm. um, I think that that's like a constantly evolving word. But like, I always think to like fashion brands when I think of like that, like the row or um, I don't know, just like, and I think like the way that that fashion looks also like is indicative of like what the actual makeup look would be as well. So that's sort of like where I get my inspiration from. Mm -hmm. I see. It's yeah, it's good. It's really, uh, it's really nice. Yeah. I like that. Um, would you, um, sorry. I can't mind, just to take this question. <laughs> How do you feel about plastic surgery and um, aesthetic adjustment? So I think whoever you are, you should do what makes you feel good. I personally, it's not something I'm really interested in exploring. Mm -hmm. That could totally change. And, you know, as like soon as I see something that I don't like <laughs> like that, I'm sure that that will change. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that there's a lot of, you know, I mean, you're talking specifically about invasive surgeries or yeah. even like, I'm guessing like aesthetic, aesthetically mm -hmm. like Botox and whatnot. You know, I don't, I've kind of come to the realization that like, I have the opinion that I don't want to do it, but I don't necessarily, 
I think that if you, you need to find the right person, of course, because there's such, there's some really bad stuff out yeah, there I know. from like filler. I mean, too much filler in LA is like a thing, like it is really bad. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I know I have friends who have Botox and you would never know. And so I'm sure that that will be maybe me at some point. And you know, I think that there's a lot of people who have an opinion on like, oh, well, you're putting, you know, botulism in your face or you're putting certain things into your body and you want to be clean or natural. And I think that like there's balance in everything mm -hmm. um, and that I, I like, I just, I don't judge it. Um, but of course I judge it a little bit if it looks really bad. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. That's the thing. I think, I think like, um, like everything, like, you know, when people are, uh, you have like so many doctors out there and you have someone like some people who are really into them, Joe, passionate, and they just respect your, like the face and uh, the shape uh -huh. of the face and everything. So it's really like uh, hard work the way they do um, little adjustments and whatever. But you have all the people who just don't care and they just adding volumes, whatever you want. And it's, and I think even the person who did it doesn't, didn't want it that way, but it's like, you know, it's like become like, um, a kind of trained, I will say like, um, to, to just, it's, it's like this, it looks like it looks fake, but it's okay. And I mean, like, um, I don't know if in, in about like, um, when, when we will get 60 or 70, <laughs> Uh, we will not regret what we did to our body if, if we go that way. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, look at Jane Fonda. Like she looks amazing. I'll do exactly what she's doing. Exactly. Um, but you know, I also think that for me at this stage with like Botox or any sort of aesthetics um, or even plastic surgery that like going back to like the body dysmorphia and body image for me, like I have such a challenge body image already that I'm really scared that if I were to change something even so slightly that I'd be scared that I'd be even more upset with myself or not like myself more than I already do. Um, and I know that that's like kind of really dark, but I think it's almost just like, it's, it's just like a way to kind of keep me a little bit more sane, even though like, you know, I, I think that that also would be the opposite answer for some people because if they don't like themselves, then they probably want to do something. Mm -hmm. But I'm almost just sort of the opposite where I'm scared that if I do something, I'll hate myself. Yeah. I don't want to say hate because that's a really strong word. I yeah. won't like myself even more. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I have the same opinion <laughs> here. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm too scared. I'm not. <laughs> I'm yeah. <laughs> have you have? Can I ask if you've had anything done? I mean, like the single thing that I do is like mevo therapy so far. Oh, so that's the single thing I do just to boosting my like the, my skin and brightness and like correct a little bit my acne scars. Um, mm. So far, I didn't done anything. But as as you said, I mean, like for the I mean early thirties, so. Maybe when I will be 40, I will, I will start to do things or 50, around 50. But I really want to go for something really natural. And um, I don't know, I, I want to, as far as I like myself, uh, and it's not, nothing like is just drastically like, like it's no problem for me. Like uh, I don't have fine lines or wrinkles or 
you know, saggy skinned and I don't like it. I prefer to do like the most natural way, like just during drainage and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, like there, Me is, too. there will be one moment, maybe or maybe not, because there is women who just like they are out there and they're just like fantastic um, the way they look and without having done anything. Um, so I even look like we talk about Jane Fonda, but we talk like I I love uh, I love Sophia Loren, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, she did things, but definitely, but she looks fantastic the way she is, and I like those kind of women who just like age and and correct it a little bit and just yes. the, the the way they looks like they just the most beautiful woman i think yeah they still look their age i mean yeah. they might look a little bit younger than their actual <laughs> age but like they don't look like drastically like you know they they're not like they're actually they're 70 years old but they look 30 yeah. like that's crazy <laughs> and even that you know when it's the case it's really strange because you look like 30s here but the neck you cannot do that much things that the neck aged you the, the, your decollete mm-hmm. aged you so at one moment you have to even your full body I think yeah and totally realistic but yeah so we'll see <laughs> we'll see in about 20 years or more let's see what we do yeah we'll 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 t- we'll uh, yeah. Maybe we'll be around the same age yeah. when we start to do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what happens. Um, can you uh, tell me about like, so I think we already answered to that, but how age play in your self-image? Even if age? Young. Yeah. So you, you, you are young, but how do you see aging and um, how will, you, uh, will that um, impact your self-image? Yeah. Um, so I'm 34 now, mm-hmm. which is, I know it's not old, but it still feels like, <laughs> I know age is just a number, but it still feels like I'm just like getting up there. I will say that like, I do love the way that, you know, a lot of people are kind of, rem- or like in the beauty industry sort of removing like anti-aging and, you know, we're, we're trying to make you know, age isn't a bad thing. Getting older isn't a bad thing. And you know, what I actually really love is my mom who I have a really great relationship with. Mm -hmm. I've seen her become more confident as she got older. And I feel very similar. Um, You know, I love the age 26, but I don't know if I'd actually go back to that age. Like, I don't think I was as confident in the things that, you know, like, within my job and what I do and how I speak, you know, I think that like, as I've gotten older, those things have become, I've definitely become more confident in that. And so, you know, I would never take that back. Um, But yeah, I think age comes with like so many good things. And of course there's the things like maybe noticing a wrinkle that you, you know, don't want to be there. You know, also age comes with adult acne. That really sucks. <laughs> no, no. I, I think I've struggled more with, with spots and uh, like acne, like acne now than when I was 14. When I was 14, I have a baby skin. Then now I just feel like, oh, 
that's such unfair things you know just like okay but it's i mean like how what can we do we're alive so yeah exactly no i feel the same way and i think when i was like 14 like my skin was same i had like baby skin and i'm really lucky that i i had you know got my mom's elasticity (laughs) so that's been really good but um you know as i've gotten older other things sort of come up and so Mm -hmm. i think that age is not a bad thing i don't think getting older is a bad thing i think it's just like the way that you think about it and i like to think that like i've gotten more confident in certain things as i've gotten older and that's that's been like such a amazing thing to witness myself and i don't give myself like i don't compliment myself so i guess that that's like a that's something that something i love yeah so i think i think that's really something that I personally do a therapy and um, that's the thing I work on. It's like, I always, like, and the, the therapist said, as a woman, <laughs> we always like, you know, like minimize ourselves, putting uh, yep. ourselves like, oh, I don't know, maybe, or, you know, but it's really like something that we really have to work on, like appreciate who we are and just be able to just say, like face of the mirror and say, oh, you look fantastic today. Just and mm-hmm. because the like I like everything the word and have a and have a, a part like energetic power and I say this to you even if you inside you you feel like no that's that's not true. yeah yeah I think we need to just uh, say it because more you will say it more you will accept it and and after more you will feel it and has uh, I think the ritual as a um, just apply cream on your on your skin and uh, on your body too and all of those little rituals are yeah. not just to be like just purely cosmetic but although uh just to give you this little attention to feel like oh you have sort of skin and you know <laughs> totally and i think when you were just talking about like um taking a compliment or you know all those little things that we sort of, we end up minimizing some, I was listening to, I don't know if it was an IGTV or a podcast, but somebody asked their guest, like, what do you wish that like women wouldn't do? Or I don't remember the question, but her answer ultimately was like, I wish when you gave someone a compliment, they didn't say like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, like just say like thank you or acknowledge that that's like a really like a really nice thing or you know and so i'm i mean i'm totally guilty of it like mm-hmm. i i can't take a compliment and like my husband will give me one and i'm like mm. <laughs> and he's <I> like <laughs> and mm-hmm. and i have to learn to just be like like think about it and sort of take it in and try to acknowledge that like he likes me because of that. Yeah, and exactly. Like, learn who you are. You know, I've, I just feel like um, by having like done the first season, and I just realized that we are not aware about how, we, like, who we are really outside. We are we are building this per- like you know that that the per- like or like the person like the person we are, but at the end of the day, we don't see all of the quality that we give then um, people just take it and just say, oh, that's amazing. You're generous, you're beautiful, blah, blah, blah. But we don't mm-hmm. even see it because we are so into uh, build up the, like the person we are without uh, getting back, you know, all of the things that we give. 
then like we have to just make the balance and just take the compliments and everything. Totally. <laughs> I absolutely agree. For sure. Uh, <laughs> so you talk a lot about your mom. Um, so how has your family affect your self-image? <laughs> Sorry to laugh. Just because my you know, I, I have a close relationship with my mom, so I, I don't want to like, you know, say anything bad or anything about her, but she's, you know, I, I wouldn't say she was like the, you know, growing up, it wasn't like the best situation. You know, she had her own set of, you know, body image issues. And so that was like a little bit of thrown onto me and my sister. And so I think we've taken that with us, mm -hmm. um, you know, as we've gotten older, but, you know, going back to that, my mom and my dad are, like, so incredibly supportive of my sister and I. Like, you know, they, they of course, they have, like, the, the idea of, like, what they would like us to do. But, like, you know, if I, I said, this is what I'm going to do. And they said, okay, do it. Um, you know, they're literally supportive in everything we do. And, you know, my sister's boyfriend, my husband, they're just, like, really, I don't, I we're really, really lucky. And so even though, you know, the, my body image is, you know, not the best and I could blame my mom. Um, she says, I'm too old to blame her that now it's, you know, I got to figure it out. I haven't lived with her in years. Um, but ultimately I would say that, you know, watching them support my sister and I, you know, is obviously, that says a lot about how I support my friends and my family and, you know, the future family that my husband and I create at some point. Mm -hmm. um, but they were, you know, really great role models in a sense. And I would say that, like, you know, I go through phases with my mom where, like, she's such a pain in the ass and, you know, I'm very open and I tell her that and she's okay with that. We have that type <laughs> of relationship. But my mom... And my, my mom doesn't get angry with, you know, mm -hmm. that sort of, if we, I, I talk to her like that, you know, and my dad, I feel like I've gotten closer to him. You know, I think that like, as I've gotten older, they've seen me grow and, yeah. um, yeah, I, I mean, I think support is just like, right. I've had an incredibly supportive upbringing. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. and my last question, which is a little like, um, can you describe um, um, an embarrassing phase or faux pas that you made as attempt to define to define yourself? Hmm. To define myself, um, I mean. Uh, faux pas. I mean, there was definitely some like, I don't think this is the answer that you're looking for, but there was definitely some weird outfits that I, that I wore when I was in fashion school. I remember I had like a dress made of plastic that looked like bubble wrap. That was a pretty big faux pas. Um, but ultimately, you know, just kind of looking, especially back at being younger and thinking about sort of the different things that maybe like I, you know, like watching sort of like my other peers and sort of what they did and sort of mimicking that. And I feel like I've 
I don't, I wouldn't say that's a faux pas. I think that's just the part of growing up Yeah. where, you know, I followed suit and now I feel like I've kind of, I've, I've always sort of like beat to my own drum, but I would say that even more so now, like I don't follow so much. And I would say that like, where am I going with this? Um, like, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, I think I, okay, I have a good answer. Okay, so I think, you know, what I've noticed in the past is that I, obviously we've talked a lot about body image and how I've struggled with that. And I think that as I've gotten older, and maybe this isn't so specific in terms of faux pas, um, but what I've learned from that is that I've become really aware of everything mm. and that's a good, but in a bad thing because I'm so aware that it sort of um, drives me crazy but I'm also so aware that I'm able to like know when this isn't the way something should be or the way something should feel mm. and so I think in the past like you know I didn't really recognize that and maybe that set me into a place that wasn't so good and you know that's also why I'm getting into therapy is because mm. I want to sort of keep that awareness, but also shut down some of those feelings that I have. And so, um, yeah, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, no, that like completely did. I mean, like, I think it's like a kind of duality about like the woman you want to be and you, the woman you are in progress, the work, like putting the work in progress and the little mm -hmm. love that you, that you have since like a, your childhood and, uh, your like teenage time and whatever so you have to kind of kill <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah totally just, just to be more like a confident and uh, uh, aware then you don't have to feel like uh, you know to be so aware about your body <laughs> yeah for sure yeah totally and you know as someone who has I have a mental health platform and repeat with my husband and so you know, the awareness is really helpful in that I can talk openly and hopefully share my own story and hopefully have other people share theirs to normalize the conversation around mental health. Exactly. Um, but I think like we're never done learning, like, you know, mm -hmm. like it, going to therapy doesn't mean that like, I'm going to get to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm going to feel better. This is never going to bother me again. I think it just is going to hopefully minimize some of those feelings that are like, so strong and sort of always front of mind mm. no definitely i think talking is just like a just a relief a little bit the tension and just say like we it's like normal feelings and we shouldn't be shamed or hide things because more you hide worse it is it's better to speak out and just feel like comfortable with uh you know exchanging with people because you just realize that we all have we on all on issue i think Oh, totally agreed <laughs> so thank you very much for participating and um i'm so like it's perfect because i just um i think it's exactly what i want to do it's like uh, you know doing this uh, little connection between um the inner beauty more than uh, you know like uh, the simple cosmetic way and uh thank you for sharing uh, your experience and your answer with me and with the people who will listen to this podcast. 
<laughs> well, thank you so much. I'm so honored that you invited me on. <laughs> thank you. That was the Inner Skin podcast of Jamie Syke. I hope you enjoyed it. See you soon.